Hello. 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 Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Be Encouraged podcast with myself, your host, Tawanda Freeman. And today I have a very special guest, my sister, Nakil. She's also known as uh, Anita Vincent. With no further ado, I'm excited. How you feeling, ladies? I am excited. I thank you for uh, allowing me to be a guest on your wonderful podcast. I'm excited to see where God goes with this. And I just hope that everybody is touched by, um, you know, our conversation and our excitement for God. Yes. Amen, sis. Yes. So let's go ahead with and get started. So the first question is, how was life growing up for you? Oh, you know, I had a very good childhood. I mean, it's crazy because, you know, as a child, when you're growing up, sometimes you kind of think that's how everybody grows up until you get older and you start to uh, have friends, travel, see different things, see how people uh, live and, and just do things within their own family. But I had a very good childhood. I grew up with... Um, a lot of my cousins, we are very close in age, kind of like six months to three years apart. There's 11 of us. So my mom, she has six sisters and one brother. So everybody kind of stayed close wherever we lived. If, if one person lived in this apartment complex, then all the rest did too. So that's kind of how my cousins and I got a chance to grow up together. My mom and her sisters are close. And my mom was a single mother as well. And it's crazy, Tawanda, because, you know, I don't think I fully understood the meaning of being a single mom until I became one myself, right? right. I just kind of saw my mom live life, work very hard, and I just thought that's that was the way that life was. If there were any uh, sacrifices she had to make, she definitely didn't allow me to see that. So I told her one day, I say, mom, if you were struggling, I really didn't know about it. And she's, right. she said, well, you know, I just wanted you to enjoy being a kid. So there are a lot of things that I tried to shield you away from. But um, yeah, I had a, I had a great childhood to wonder. I really can't complain. Oh, that's all right. That's the, hey, that's everything right there. And most encouraging is, like you said, your mom as a single mom, she shielded you guys, you know, shielded you from uh, things and, you know, cause she was putting you at the forefront, you know what I mean? So that's what's up. And then I know what that is growing up with the cousins and everybody's so close and, you know, and you guys are still, you guys uh, still have that bond. That's that's what's up because that's what you have um, family. But I know in everybody's family dynamic is not the same. So, mm-hmm. but that's beautiful that you guys have continued to remain close like that. So this leads me to the next question. Was there any time where you messed up and felt like you failed and how did you bounce back? Ooh, girl. <laughs> yes. Um, 
I would have to say if I had to pick one one thing, mm-hmm. um, I would say when I got a divorce, I felt like I really failed. And let me tell you why. I felt like God was disappointed in me. And I think that was that was probably what was holding me back in terms of telling myself, okay, this is really just, I, I know this is not going to work. Because I mean, let's, let's face it, nobody wants to see their situation like that, right? No, they don't. But you can't control other people. You can only control yourself. So at that particular time, I, I just, I was like, it was almost like a how a parent uh, disciplines their child, how they're so upset and they're disappointed when your child does something wrong. Um, I, I kind of felt like God was feeling that way about me. And during that time of healing post-divorce, I think I was more judgmental on myself than God was about me, right? Right. Because... Although we do mess up and we do have failures and setbacks and different things like that, God is is a loving God. He's a he's a forgiving God and a gracious God. And yes, we still have consequences to certain actions, but God doesn't God doesn't um hold things over our head, you know, as we go throughout life, you know, based on decisions we've made. You know what I mean? So I was getting a divorce was probably one of the toughest things that I faced in my life as it relates to messing up or feeling like failure, I should say. Not messing up, but feeling like like I failed because, you know, marriage is a gift from God. And to and, and, and as Christians, we know that he doesn't like divorce. Right. He wants to be able to work those things out. But um, as I said earlier, you can't really control what other people do. You can only control yourself. So, um, yeah, that would probably be the one where I I felt like I failed. But, um, you know, because it it, it didn't turn out the way that I wanted it to. Right, right. And your bounce back, but you got your bounce back. So how did you- Yes, okay, so bouncing back. Ooh, girl, listen, let me tell you. <laughs> it was not healing from divorce. Okay, I will tell you what my experience was because it's different for everybody, right? Yes. For me, um, when I was going through it, it was very hard. The grief felt like somebody died. That's what the grief mm-hmm. of it felt like to me. Okay. And I had a very good circle of mentors, uh, family, friends, and supporters who encouraged me and prayed for me throughout that mm-hmm. time post-divorce. Um, people gave me the space I needed to just work it out within myself, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and do my own building, whatever that was for me at that time. But in order to bounce back, I just turned towards God. And I thank God for that mm-hmm. because um, when we face certain trials in life, they should turn us towards God, but we mm-hmm. know that it doesn't always happen that way for people. 
right? It's right. really easy. You and I were talking about this the other day, right? It's by the grace mm-hmm. of God that we are where we are because exactly. it takes nothing to be on the other side of things, right? Exactly. And it could be a completely different story. So it's by the grace of God that I am where I am today, that I was able to bounce back. And I think bouncing back had a lot to do with forgiving not just um, forgiving the other person, but forgiving myself. That was the hardest part, Wanda, being able mm-hmm. to forgive myself because I felt like there were things that I should have seen and should have known, but we can't rewind time, right? We can only right. do better going forward, right? That's right. So that's what you focus on. You focus on doing better moving forward. Right. And not making or the same decisions or repeating cycles and being able to bounce back had to do with me sitting down and saying to myself, how do you want to be a better woman? What do you want to do differently? How do you want to make decisions in in a way that's different than what you have before? What type of woman do you want to become now? You know, you're 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 divorced. You're a single mom. What does your future look like for you? Okay, so what's the what's the plan of action you need to take to get there, right? Because right. sitting around being upset, bitter, and mad, and and you know whatever else, mm-hmm. it, that's not going to take anybody very far, right? Nope. And and the Bible tells us that we should forgive. And really, I truly believe this. And I I think that sometimes it takes us going through certain things in life to really understand that forgiveness really is for you and it's not for the other person, right? Because forgiveness releases, it, it, it helps you release that so that you don't carry that stuff. It doesn't mean that we forget what happened, but we don't have to walk around carrying that everywhere we go or every relationship we encounter, whether it's a business relationship, a friendship or a romantic relationship, because you can experience things in your past to Wanda and it'll affect your future in different ways and different types of relationships. Right. And you can be toxic. Nobody wants to deal with a toxic person. Right. So bouncing back was just, um, it just had a lot to do with people praying for me, re- me really turning to God and, and wanting to change my life in a way that I was pleased with and um, just being a better person and, and letting go, letting go and trusting God. Because I didn't know how God was going to bring me through that divorce. I, I I knew there was another side that I that I wanted to be on, you know, uh, peace, uh, joy, and just being able to navigate through everything that I was going through. I don't, I didn't know how God was going to do it, but I knew that he could do it. So that's what I held on to. And then I went to counseling. Hey, Mm -hmm. you know, don't, don't turn the counseling down, you know? All right. You better get in there. I went to counseling and I journaled and I talked to my counselor about things that I was feeling. But I also my pastor uh, and his wife, they poured into me a whole lot, a whole Mm -hmm. lot. And one thing I can appreciate about them um, was that they were not judgmental. 
They didn't come at me with like trying to hit the Bible over my head with a whole bunch of scriptures. They took, sometimes I think when you're in a position of spiritual leadership, you need to be able to connect with people, right? But sometimes people are so quick to, well, the Bible says that you should, well, yes, we understand that, but be relatable, have some compassion. That's what I'm saying. Be able to have compassion with people and sit with them in the middle of whatever it is that they're going through and be able to walk with them through that as opposed to just throwing scriptures and stuff like that at people all the time, you know? So that's one of the things I can appreciate about my 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 pastor, his wife and my church family. They they prayed for me, man. And it um it just helped a lot. So that's how I bounced back. And now I'm here, Tawanda. <laughs> Woohoo! Yes, you are here. Praise God. Yes. On the other side of that thing. Yes, awesome, awesome, awesome. So I'm glad that you're here. Bounce back with God and all those things that you name, they all make a difference and they all play a part and they play their role. So with that, the next question I have for you is who have you admired along your journey? Who I would have to say first, uh, my mother, because mm -hmm. um, oh my. yes, my mom, <laughs> when I grew up, like while I was growing up, she was a very strong woman. And, and now that I'm a single mom, I understand why she was the way she was. My mom was never the type to depend on anybody as it relates to providing. Um, right. Because one, she wasn't in a position to do that. But two, um, you know, she she had support of her sisters. But for the most part, um, she did what she had to do. I remember days my mother took me to school with her, my mother, when she was in college and she had um, lectures to go to. She was a student at University of Houston. So they had lectures. And I remember one day um, or a couple of times she would take me because she didn't have a babysitter. But, hey, mama had to go to school. So we went right, to school. Right. <laughs> but I know that's right. um, apart from <laughs> my mom, just because of the hard work she put in um, and just the different things that she showed me. Um, you know, it has a lot to do with the woman that I am today, but also I have one or two pastors uh, in my lifetime that I admire as well as their wives. Just, and it has a lot to do, it has more to do with how they treat people than it does, mm -hmm. you know, the sermons, right? Obviously, they're great pastors, or I would have never been a part of the right. church. But um, right. it's just how they treat people. It's, it's what I look at, and and they become like family. Um, and just anybody who has supported me and deposited something positive in my life, and positioned themselves in a way where I can learn from them. So you know, because I, I feel like there are times in life where you know how you, you hear people say there's different seasons? Well, I feel like there's different seasons mm -hmm. where you admire people, you know, um, right. along your journey or in in your life. So, yeah, those would be the people that I've admired on my journey. Amazing, amazing. So how has your relationship with God made the difference in all that you do? Ooh, <laughs> it's made a huge <laughs> difference. Uh, sometimes I, 
sometimes I wonder how do people survive without God? And I guess that's just because I don't, I don't feel like I could. Um, I think the older you get, the more you realized in your Christian journey, the importance of having a relationship with God and the role he plays in your life, because as you live life, you're going to experience different things, have different trials Mm -hmm. that you um, go through and your faith should be increasing as well as you um, walk this, this Christian thing out. Right. And the difference it's made for me is, you know, being able to find my identity in him. And that wasn't something that I just grew up knowing. So let me explain that. So I was raised in the church and my mother raised me to be confident with who I am, love myself. Um, She provided a very emotionally uh, mature and safe environment, right? Mm-hmm. However, awesome. I believe through trials of my own life and mistakes, coupled with how she raised me, helped me to understand what that looks like, right? Because we're always right. evolving, right? Or we should be always evolving. Mm-hmm. That's a part of we maturity and a part of growth. <laughs> and the way I felt about who I am as a teenager has changed to the way that I feel now that I'm. 40 years old next week. <laughs> so, yes, Scorpio. So, you know, I I just think that through all of those things that I've gone through, I can look back and see the importance of having a relationship with God and the difference it, it has made because I think it's through God that I've been able to get through those things, right? I think it's because of my relationship with God that it and and I'm grateful for this, that those things made me turn towards him and not away from him. So it's made a big difference uh, in my life and helped me to be um, more mature as a woman, uh, more compassionate, more understanding. And again, just knowing who I am in him and being comfortable and confident in that. Amazing, amazing, awesome, awesome answer. So with that, what or who inspired you to start your company? Okay, uh, my real estate business. Yes, your real okay, estate business. Okay, so what inspired me to start real estate? So a couple of years ago, back maybe in 2006, I was a real estate agent, but I wasn't under a broker that provided me with the necessary training. And I already mm-hmm. had a nine to five. So when I walked away from the business, I didn't feel like I was losing anything. Um, mm-hmm. But considering everything that's been going on as of late with the global pandemic. There's been some changes in my life personally. And so I decided to pursue this real estate thing again. And I've actually had the opportunity to uh, do that with two of my best friends here in Houston. And you know what? We rocking it out. I'm enjoying it. And that's pretty much what inspired me to get back into it. And I really like connecting with people. I'm a people person, right? 
Mm -hmm. I like connecting with people. Customer service is a huge part of, of, of me and what I do, what I like to give to people, quality customer service. When I was working in corporate America, I, I did the same thing. And um, I'm just happy to be able to transfer that over into the real estate business as well and help clients, you know, either find their first home or sell their home. Okay. Awesome. Amazing. All right. Go ahead now. Sell new houses. <laughs> All right. So yes. um, with that, that's the follow-up question is what is the most important business lesson that you've learned? Oh, consistency. I think awesome. yes, in anything that you do, you have to be consistent, but you also have to be patient. Because um, nothing is built overnight. Nothing right. worth having um, happens overnight either. Like you have to put in the effort, the time, and the sacrifice to grow your business, ministry, or whatever it is mm -hmm. to whatever that vision is that either God has given you or wherever you see it going. And you have to have people around you that's going to be able to support you in doing that. And just, just stay positive, you know, try not to, it's funny because God can definitely use a business to increase your faith. You can definitely use a business to increase your faith, but um, just like we've learned in church, you know, when it comes to faith, it's not by, it's not what you see, right? Because if we're right. going to sit and judge anything based on what we see, we'll never have anything. Right? So it's it's just about putting that time in, trusting God, putting in the effort. And I tell my friends every day, touch your business, do something, right? Even right. if it's something as simple as a post. Even if it's something as simple as you're sharing some tips with somebody, you know, or you're sharing your business card with somebody, you know, touching your business every day doesn't have to be, you know, oh, I marketed to 20 people today. You know, just it's like you know, touch it every day, a little by little. You know what I mean? And you keep being consistent with that. Always be in a position of being able to be corrected. Right. And, and take constructive criticism and and always have the desire and the passion to want to learn because um, you can never stop learning, right? So That's I would say those are the things that I've learned, biggest, learn, biggest lessons learned in business. Okay, amazing. Those are awesome lessons learned, okay, to, that we'll be able to apply and that I know that people listening are being encouraged by. So you just touched on it briefly, um, but it's the, it's the follow-up question and it is, how do you handle support? How, how do you handle who's, how do you handle who, you know, support from people, you know, like if you, you're just starting out with the, well, you've gone, you've gone back into the real estate business. How do you handle who's cheering for Nakiel versus who not cheering for okay. Nakiel? How do you handle so I think that you'll find out real quick who's on your team and who isn't. If you're talking negative to me, 
about anything. I don't care if it's real estate. I don't care if it's a fit my failed marriage. I don't care if it's my ministry progressively hurt, whatever it is. If you're negative, I am going to take that as you're not on my team. Because mm -hmm. all the people, Tawanda, that are in my circle that I consider to be um, people that I would turn to for advice right, are right. people that pour into me in a positive way verbally, spiritually, mm -hmm. physically. Mm -hmm. You know, so these are people that deposit something positive into my life. If, if if I don't like I don't be I'm not a, I don't hang around naysayers I don't hang around people that are negative verbally or have a negative outlook on life because that stuff wears on you it rubs off and the Bible tells it us is. to be mindful about our company and the people we are around right so that's it's how I handle them I don't hang out with them Real okay, I, I know, right? Me either, right? <laughs> Real simple and easy. And then the people that support me, I turn to them for advice, you know, because mm -hmm. I trust their advice. And I may not necessarily walk away and take it, but I most definitely consider it and pray about it. That's it. That's oh, it. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Mm -hmm. That's all right. So what are your favorite scriptures that you stand on or what is your favorite scripture? You don't necessarily have to have more than one. But my, what do you? My favorite about? scripture is Proverbs three five. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. Let me tell you why that's my favorite scripture. Mm -hmm. Because because to me, I feel like that scripture is a lesson every time I read it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm the type of person who likes to manage, plan, and create. Right. However, when it comes to, you know, my relationship with God, ultimately God is in control, not me. Right. So to me, it's a scripture that puts me back in my place when I need it. Oh. Right. Because sometimes I need God to put me back in my place and tell me, I got this. Ah, you're doing too much. You're doing too much, Nakia. You're trying to worry about this, this, that, and the other. No, what you need to do is what you can do. And trust and have faith in me to do the rest. That's what you need right, to do. Right. And so I feel like my divorce was a great um, uh, example for this scripture right here. Right. Because I didn't understand a lot of things, you know, coming out of that, I was confused. I had a lot of questions for God and I was just kind of like in this weird space and that was a time where I really had to just trust God with everything and not lean on my own understanding. I just had to trust God. And I continued to talk to him, Tawanda. I continued to pray. And I continued to every day. I literally took it day by day. And let me tell you, I just told you I'm a person. I like to manage, plan, and create. So taking that day by day, girl, that was a big step for me. That was a big step for me. And, right, and right. but it was good. I needed it. Right. So God used that. Right. He used that, mm -hmm. that time and that moment and that situation to, to grow my faith in him and to push me 
more towards him and and more vulnerable in my prayers. And um, so so it took some things that happened in my life for me to really see um, that we have absolutely no control over the outcome of certain things and just learning to put my best effort forward, like I said, with things and allowing and trusting God to do the rest. So that's why that's my my favorite scripture. Oh, that's an awesome scripture. Very uh, encouraging. And it does. The scripture checks you because, first of all, you had no business leaning to your own understanding. So that helps humble you and bring you back into focus. So that's an amazing. I love that scripture as well to uh, to be standing on and to keep focused on. So how do you stay encouraged on your day to day journey in life? Uh, particularly with COVID, when COVID hit. Okay, so <laughs> it's funny you ask me that. So <laughs> what I will tell people is when COVID hit, I think it was what, March, right? And then my yes. company, I was working for an oil and gas company and it uh, began to furlough employees. That was the first step. So we were basically working uh, maybe like two weeks out of the month, right? So one on, one week off. I was like, oh, okay, let me sit down somewhere. It was COVID. It's not like you could go out and really spend a whole bunch of money on anything anyway, right? So then, right, right. Um, and I'm just affected. I'm just explaining how I was affected by COVID. And then um, that was March. I think they furloughed March or April. They furloughed April, I think. And then that lasted for a little while. But then in May, they called us off of furlough early. It was like two weeks early, if I remember correctly, which we thought was strange. So we were like, okay, something is about to happen. So the Monday that everybody was supposed to turn to return to work for their regularly um, regular schedule, rather, they were laying off that day. I got laid off okay. with my whole entire team the next day. And then I think it was in the news that they were laying off a thousand people from the company. So I was like, now here's the deal. Don't get me wrong. I learned a lot at that company and I really believe that it prepared me for my future career in so many ways. Um, but I was ready to go. <laughs> I was ready to go. Right. Just, right it, it was right. just causing a lot of unnecessary stress for me. And it wasn't a lot of work-life balance. So anyway, um, I left. I didn't leave rather. They laid me off and I just, I kind of, there was nothing I can do about it, right? So I wasn't going to be upset um, about them laying me off. Yeah, we were in a global pandemic. I didn't know when I would be able to get a job again. But I believe that it's all about perspective, right? And how you, how you look at your situation. So my perspective at the time, Tawanda, was, okay, I can't be mad because this is not like it was personal, right? 
It's not like a, right. Right. a global not pandemic. Happening. There's absolutely, okay, this goes back to what I said earlier, out of my control. Okay, yes, mm-hmm. I have bills. I have a mortgage to pay. I have bills. I have a child I need to take care of. But I thought to myself, but God knows that already. So yes, it does. who am I telling <laughs> when I say this, right? Um. So my 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 first thing to do at that point in time to handle that situation was, let me see what I can reduce financially. Girl, I cut the cable off. I cut... I started cutting a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I got down to that bottom number, I was like, oh, wait a minute. You mean to tell me this whole time I could have been living on this? I could have had this amount of monthly. And right. I this. <laughs> you know, it makes you look at things differently. But I believe in the midst of a right. global pandemic, there's also opportunity. Right. And God has been good to Wanda. Like, I, I don't. I don't have any complaints. I mean, um, I was able to get unemployment um, as a lot of other people were. So that was a blessing. I had money that I saved up. So, you know, it wasn't like a whole, whole bunch of money, but it was a, it was a nice amount. Yeah, it was enough. And um, they gave us a severance. And so, um, by the grace of God, since I've been laid off, I have not. This is how good God is. Since I've been laid off, I have not had to touch any money I have saved up, and I have not had to touch any savings. Wow. I uh, severance, none of my severance or savings. No, yeah, no, I'm like, yeah. God has been meeting every single need. And then some, and then some, and I know everybody's not in a position to, to save, but the point I'm making is even if I didn't have a savings or severance, I still believe that God would provide, right? He's done it before for so many people. Why when he gets to me, it's going to be so different. Why? I'm still his child too. Maybe the way he does it is different, but he still will meet the need. So, um, and just and just and just to uh, piggyback off of that, uh, my unemployment is 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 almost up. You know, because obviously mm-hmm. you can't be on unemployment forever. But the point I'm making is people to, to feel like. Oh, well, you you have this and this and that's why it's easy. No, it's not easy. I'm still a single mother and I still have to t- provide for my child. I still have to uh, know where is the money going to come from to pay for this, this, that and that. Now, I trust and believe that God is going to do it, but I still have to do something. I can't sit around. That's it. Well, I know God got it. Well, I'm going to just have faith in the Lord. That's good. You should have faith in the Lord, but he wants you to do something, too. So I still apply for uh, jobs, even though I have my real estate business and I'm doing that full time. I still put myself out there to apply for jobs. I work in IT um, and marketing. So, yeah, I still put myself out there and see if something will 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 come back to me. And if it does, great. Then I'll I'll do that in real estate. And, And if that's not the plan God has for me, then I'll just do real estate full time. And that's it. But I still want to put myself in a position where I'm doing my part. 
I think a lot of times right. we want the blessings, we want God's hand, right. but we don't want to put forth any effort. We just sure. want to, yeah. we exactly. feel like we should just receive it because we're a Christian and we're having faith. And, you know, in, in any situation where you can do something, then do something. That's all I'm saying. You have the ability exactly. to do something, do it. Because there are some situations, Tawanda, where it really is just completely faith. And a person is, they, they there's nothing else they can do but have faith, right? So we're not going to take that away. I'm just saying in the in those areas where you can do something, then by all means, you know, get up and, 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 and do it. So. Amazing. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Beautiful answer. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. So with that, because we're getting um, coming down on our time and everything. So if you would, would you please pray for those that are listening to this? Yes, yes, yes. I will pray. Um, Lord, I pray for those who are listening to this podcast. I pray they were encouraged and their hearts were touched by the conversation. Lord, you know exactly what they have need of, and we need you to show up in their lives, Lord, in a way that only you can. Where healing is needed, please heal. Where deliverance is needed, please deliver, Lord. I pray that every person who listens to this podcast will be able to walk away and want to pursue you even more, Lord. Thank you for working through Tawanda and giving her the vision for this podcast to reach men and women who need to be encouraged. Thank you for her submissiveness to be a light in places where there is darkness, Lord. We know the enemy comes to destroy families, relationships, and he comes to kill visions and dreams and businesses. Lord, we ask that everything we touch will be blessed. Bless our families, bless our health, increase our businesses, but most importantly, God, help us decrease so the Holy Spirit can increase within us and in our lives. I pray that everything we do, we will do it as unto the Lord. Thank you for our spiritual leaders, and we ask that you cover them, Lord, and give them the grace to continue on their assignment of leading your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Awesome. Awesome. Awesome prayer. So where can those that are listening right now, where can they find? Okay. So on Instagram for my real estate business, you can find me at the realtor underscore Anita. And that's Anita as in A-N-I-T-A. And then for my ministry, uh, I have a Facebook group and a YouTube channel. And you can find me at Progressively Her. So let me spell that out for you real quick. P-R-O-G-R-E-S-S-I-V-E-L-Y, Her, H-E-R, Progressively Her on my Facebook group and YouTube channel. Awesome. Awesome. So you guys heard her. She gave you her handles. Nikhil, sis, thank you again so much for being a blessing to the podcast. I know those that are listening, their lives have been encouraged on a whole nother level because you brought a whole nother perspective, godly perspective on how God has shown up and shown out in your life and continue blessings on you and your baby. 
Uh, and thank you so very much. And to everyone else, y'all have a great rest of your week. Have a blessed weekend. And until next thank time. Thank you. Bye. bye.